You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. Joining us right now on the Roman Guest Line, Nick Costos of You Better Your Bet with Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 Eastern Time, right here on the BetQL Network. Nick, kind enough to give us a few minutes here this morning. Nick, welcome to the show. And Let's talk some Struble here. Before we get to any of this stuff on your mind and props and, and where your head's at, t- take us through your thoughts on the game, wh- where you're at. You know, Super Bowl is always different because we have so much time to think about this game. Like, like most Sundays, you see the line for the next week, and you're like, all right, you kind of have a feel. I don't feel that way for a lot of Super Bowls. It's like you got to have to think, talk yourself into whatever side you're on. Take us through what you're thinking Super Bowl and the matchup as the week uh, progresses here. I believe the matchup kind of sucks, right? And great to be on with you guys. Um, awesome <laughs> to be on. Uh, yeah, the matchup kind of sucks. I feel like out of the uh, the four potential matchups we get a gun on Championship Sunday, this is like the least interesting one. And if this were like a game played on like, I don't know, like week 11 with a lot of other games around it, like I probably wouldn't even look twice at it. Like it's not a game like where I make a number for a game and I'm like, oh, like, well, I think the number's wrong in this direction. So I'm going to make this bet. Or I think the total's off. Like I, no, I think it's the Super Bowl. Like it's pretty spot on. Like Rams should be more than three and less than six. They're four, right? I think that's fine. And the total looks just about fine to me as well. I regret not betting under 51 like last Sunday when I, when it opened and it spiked up before it came down. That was a mistake by me. But uh, yeah, I think if it's like week 11, I'm probably not betting the game. But since it's the Super Bowl, I've had to spend more time thinking about it. And I actually think now that I've really like dug into it. And I guess kind of like the way I've tried to conceptualize it in my head is like, how do I think the game's going to play out? Like, what's like the most likely scenario? Like how the game plays out, like game theory wise, like what's the script of the game? I think it's led me to a couple interesting conclusions. So I actually think I'm a lot more into it now than I was even like 24 hours ago. Um, it's just like a different sort of puzzle to put together, um, a more challenging one than normal. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of actually like really into it and I'm pumped to talk about it on the show today. All right. So yeah, removing the theater of the mind, we were chatting for a few minutes during the break, didn't get the details, but you were mentioning that you kind of had some clarity on this matchup, things that you really like. Uh, does that involve correlating a lot of things because you like the under maybe, uh, are you looking at some under props? Yeah, I, 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 I like a couple like player over props and it's all really square okay. and like, I don't care. So I'm going to end up, I'm going to play like, I'm going to play the chase over. I'm going to play the Higgins over. I've already played both of those. Feel good about that. I played the Cam Akers rushing yards over. I've been playing the Beckham over basically since he got to the Rams and feel really good about that. I think where I've landed though, as far as the game is concerned and just like looking back at Cincinnati, right. Um, and shout out to their defensive coordinator, by the way, Lou Anaromo is from Staten Island, where I currently reside. So God bless him, doing a great job. You know, his second half adjustments have been absolutely dynamite for Cincinnati. It's not just in the AFC Championship game. And I've like compiled a list here of just like against really good offenses that they've played over the course of the season and how many points they've allowed in the second half the Bengals have, right? So they played the Chiefs twice now over the course of the past like six weeks, week 17, and then in the AFC Championship game, allowed a grand total of six points in four quarters of play to Kansas City in the second halves of both those games. Tennessee allowed 10 points in the second half in the divisional round. Six points to the Raiders in the wild card round. They, when they played San Francisco earlier in the season in Cincinnati, they allowed nine points in the second half. But remember, San Francisco scored a touchdown in overtime. So it was really three points in the third and fourth quarter against San Francisco. They did allow 17 in the second half against the Chargers, but that was like the weird, like Chargers went up to the big lead since he came back, and then the Chargers had a bunch of turnovers and avalanche points 
seconds late. They played the Packers, remember, in that game where like neither kicker could make a kick in overtime and at the end of regulation, allowed nine points in the second half against Green Bay. Three of those were in overtime. And the one game they played against the Ravens when Lamar Jackson played, the other game was Tyler Huntley, allowed seven points in the second half. Um, conversely here, the Rams defense, at least in the postseason and a week 18 against the 49ers, has been dynamite in the first half and that has given up more points and like a good amount more points in the second half. Think week 18 against San Francisco. The Niners make that big comeback. Think divisional round, obviously, against the Buccaneers. Tampa and Tom Brady makes that big comeback. And I think that's symptomatic of coaching with Sean McVay getting tight in the big spot, getting super conservative here. So if I think like a likely game script is like Rams early, Bengals late, I'm actually looking at Rams first half laying the two and a half. First half to be the highest scoring half at minus 104. Second half is minus 20, minus 121. And you better, you bet, show sponsor Bet Rivers. And in lieu of taking the Bengals plus four for the game, because that's the side I lean towards here, I think I probably just want to like live bet the Bengals once they get down in the game and then have to come back because it's not that I trust Zach Taylor, but if I bet the Bengals as an underdog, I don't need them to win by margin. I need them to lose within a margin to win my bet. Whereas if you bet McVay, like you need him to keep the pedal to the metal and he has shown no inclination or desire to do that. And any point really in his head coaching career in a big spot so just a couple of the angles that I've been like thinking about and looking towards I haven't placed those bets yet but I think I'm probably gonna end up betting Rams first half and then looking for a live angle to play the Bengals I love it I'm curious your thoughts on OBJ I think I heard you say that you bet the over 63 and a half um receiving yards he's obviously come in come into form, you know, as of late over hundred yards receiving for the first time in a while. Um, tell us a little bit about that because we talked to someone else who was liking the under there. So I'm curious your thoughts. Yeah, I just think he's awesome, right? And like, and I understand that, you know, if we think the Rams are not going to score a billion points in the game, that it might keep Odell Beckham limited. I just think he's going to get the targets and like, okay, like Jadobia Woozie might be on him. Like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. I think, <laughs> Beckham's, I think Beckham's better than Jadobia Ouzier, just me personally. Like, I think this is like Giants Odell Beckham right now. Or like like Beckham at the height of his powers. Like he's he's awesome. He's motivated. Um, so like I I think that there's a small case to be made for the under here. Mm -hmm. Like the yardage has also spiked, right? Because it was in the 40s. Mm -hmm. Then I think it was in the 54 and a half, maybe in the NFC championship game where he went for nine and one thirteen. Um, so like, yeah, it has gone up a little bit here. And and I think there are people I respect that are like the under on Odell Beckham. So I'm not looking to like really bang the table like greatest bet of all time here. <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to get the targets and I think he's better than whoever Cincinnati is going to have covering him. So I hate to keep it as simplistic as that, but like I, I wouldn't bet the over on Odell Beckham. Not that he can't go under. Of course he could. I just, I just think he's kind of just like better than, than what he's being like yeah. at here. And I still think the full adjustment hasn't been made. Nick, take us through your thoughts on, on why you like the Cam Akers over. We were discussing his under earlier. I mean, he's struggled yards per carry since he's come back to three playoff games. Is it the time off? Is it game script? The Rams are going to be up. Do you think they feed Akers here? Take us through what you're thinking on Cam, who I, I think it was the title game. He did have a first couple quarters that were pretty good because I had the under and I was sweating it early. I was like, oh, no, I'm gonna, this is a dumb bet. And then somehow he stayed under at like 48 yards. What, what are you seeing? What are you thinking on Cam Akers? Why you like the over? Well, first off, I think Cincinnati gets dump trucked by whatever like running back they're going to go against here. Ogan Joby's obviously out. I mean, I, Tennessee made a huge mistake. Derrick Henry's got the George Foreman grill surgically implanted in his foot, and they're like running him constantly. If they had run Deontay Foreman mm -hmm. in the game, they probably would have won, right? Yeah. So I think first yep. off, like the Rams are going to be able to run it against Cincinnati because everyone can run against Cincinnati. And you bring up the yards per carry, and it's a good point. But think back to the the Monday night game against those fraud ass Cardinals. 
Cam Akers looked like he was shot out of a cannon in that game. He was awesome. And then, like, yeah, like, going up against Tampa, like, the best run defense in the league, and then, like, San Francisco's, like, ridiculously awesome defensive line. Yeah, like, that's going to be tough sledding here. Sony Michelle also, for what it's worth, got more burn in the NFC Championship game. It's not like he put together, like, a Barry Sanders-type stat line. Like, more Jerome Bettis, I think, in terms of, like, the yards and yards per carry. Late career Jerome Bettis, I guess. But uh, I think that they're going to lean on their guy, and I think they've kind of told us that Cam Akers is their guy. And I don't think like we need 25 carries from Cam Akers to get us there, obviously. So I think he's super talented. I think he's obviously more than capable of breaking off a long run here. Um, McVay is conservative. So I think he's going to try and keep this game on the ground if he can. So uh, yeah, I, I like the Akers prop again. Like it's not to be like, this is the greatest like five-star lock of the millennium here or anything, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's so valuable. Uh, defense special teams, maybe people don't talk about those as much, but are there opportunities there? I, I saw the sacks prop for the game set at five. Uh, you talked about McVay being conservative. You could, uh, you could turn that into various props, like the total field goal yardage going over on a number like that, or the, the points by the kickers. McPherson has been unreal throughout this playoff run. Uh, any interest in, uh, anything kind of off the board, uh, game props? Yeah, how about a couple defensive players that I would consider betting to win MVP? Um, just because I think the prices are pretty insane on them. So, like, Aaron Donald is, I think, 16, somewhere in that range, like 16 to 18. Yep. I think Von Miller's, like, 25. Like, I get it. Huge names. Von's been Super Bowl MVP. Donald's the best defensive player in the league for a number of years now. The Cincinnati players are, I feel like, not priced the way that they should be. And it's not that, like, Trey Hendrickson is going to win MVP. But he's also 100 to 1, and he's Cincinnati's best pass rusher. Like, mm -hmm. why can't Trey Hendrickson have like two and a half sacks and like a forced fumble or like a fumble recovery? Like, again, it's not extremely likely to happen, but he's 100 to 1. Like, I don't think Trey Hendrickson should be 100 to 1 and Von Miller should be 25 to 1. Like, I agree. Von Miller's more likely and we'll have like the media narrative behind him. But like, should the chasm between the two be that wide? I don't think so. I like Jesse Bates a lot. Also like Cincinnati safety who's had an excellent postseason at 150 to one. Like we have seen oddball defensive players win Super Bowl MVP. You know, think back to uh, Larry Brown and the Cowboy Steelers Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30, Dexter Jackson and the Bucks Raiders Super Bowl, Malcolm Smith in the, uh, the Seahawks Broncos Super Bowl. So it's not like there's no precedent for this, like a defensive player coming out of nowhere to win. It's unlikely, right? Like, like one of the two quarterbacks will probably win. Just that I think those two guys in particular are mispriced. Hendrickson at 100 and Bates at 150 both catch my eye. What are your thoughts on T. Higgins? I was thinking about betting the over on his receiving yards at 68 and a half. Do you think he could have a big game? Definitely. I think he's awesome. And I think he kind of gets overshadowed because Jamar Chase is like baby Randy Moss. Like Chase is awesome. And Higgins isn't as good as he is, but Higgins would be a number one on a lot of teams. So I think here's kind of like the linchpin and kind of the question that people have to answer. If you're going to bet Bengals like receiver props in this game, and it's always the question to answer when we're talking about the Rams offense is going up against the Rams. What are the, what are the Rams going to do with Jalen Ramsey? Like how is Raheem Morris going to deploy Ramsey? Is Ramsey going to be in shadow coverage against Jamar Chase? Is he going to be in that star role, what they call like the like marauding the middle of the field, you know, popularized by Brandon Staley when he was the defensive coordinator of the Rams last year before he became that coach of the Chargers? You know, Ramsey coming up publicly yesterday and being like, yeah, like I told them I want to shadow Jamar Chase. He hasn't really done that all season where like an entire game, he is just matched up one-on-one -on, -one on a receiver. Now in the divisional round against Mike Evans, I think he was shadowed Evans on like 68% of the snaps. And Evans still like had a really good 
game there. So it's not like Ramsey like can't be beaten here. You know, we had Brian Baldinger, uh, Odyssey NFL insider on our show last Wednesday and asked Baldy this question, like, what do you think they're going to do with Ramsey? And he said, like, Ramsey will be on chase at like first and goal at the three if Chase is split out wide like he was in the AFC Championship game against Kansas City and scored that touchdown, right? Otherwise, he think Ramsey's going to be in the star role, right? And and if that's the case and Ramsey's in the middle of the field, like, I don't care if you could double Jamar Chase, he's going to get the ball. So, like, I like Chase for that reason going over. And then to the Higgins point, if there's ever a scenario where Ramsey is on uh, Jamar Chase and maybe they're doubling to try and help Ramsey because Chase is awesome. Like, Darius Williams is a good cornerback. He's also like 5'10", and T. Higgins is a monster. Like, there's no way that Darius Williams can cover T. Higgins one-on-one. So I, I kind of like the matchup for both of the receivers in this game. And I understand that square, and maybe I'm wrong on both of them. But just like the way I'm thinking about the game, kind of like I went away from Chase in the AFC. I bet I didn't bet over on Chase. I liked Higgins in that game. I actually think the handicap kind of leads towards both guys maybe having a big game. If I had to choose one, I would choose Chase. Nick Costas, you better your bet, is joining us here. Nick, if you had to pick a quarterback to put the ball in harm's way, interception, we were talking earlier defensive touchdowns, which quarterback would you bet against or bet on, depending on what you would say it, but which quarterback do you think is more likely to give the ball away? Both these guys had a lot of interceptions this year, both double digits, Stafford tied for the league lead. Would you bet on Stafford or Burrow uh, more likely to give this game away and potentially uh, a defensive touchdown because of a fumble or an interception? What do you think? Stafford. Yeah, duh. Of course. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, of course. I mean, like, yeah, it's possible that Burrow could, like, could throw a YOLO ball up and it could get picked. Of course. Like, he, Burrow could get sacked by, uh, get, get smashed into the uh, into the grass by Aaron Donald and they could score a touchdown the Rams defensively. What's more likely? We've seen Stafford do it his whole career. Like, I haven't seen Burrow do it in a big spot. Not that it can't happen, but, like, we've got evidence that Stafford Stafford tried to do it to Tart in the NFC Championship game, and he dropped it. So, yeah, I think it's easily Stafford, right? But, like, listen, yeah. Burrow, could, Burrow could get blindsided by, by Leonard Floyd, and they could return a, a fumble for a touchdown. That could happen, but what's more likely, I think it's definitely Stafford, right? Okay, so this week you're going to do about 86 radio interviews, and what you're always going to get is, uh, what about the anthem? What about the Gatorade? Who are they going to thank for? What's your stock answer going to be all week for the entertainment novelty stuff? Um, I'm going to get a text hopefully on Friday from someone giving me the answers to all of it. I will bet it, and I will not tell anyone any of it. Okay, good. Good. Can you uh, (laughs) share it with me? Sure. (laughs) Privately, but yeah. And also to that person last year that put the video out of the end that was like, oh, I'm trying to help gamblers. How about this? Walk into traffic. (laughs) (laughs) You're not trying to help anyone. You're trying to help yourself. You did it for clout, you loser. Never show up at a game ever trying to help gamblers. take, take Take a long walk off a short pier, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> Nick, listen, man, we appreciate you hopping on. Have a great rest of the shows this week. Can I give you one? Can I give you one? Do we, I don't know if we have time. Can I yes, give you yeah, one? Go for it. Quick. Go ahead. Um, what do we, how do we feel about either Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup? Both have been involved in their team's run games throughout the postseason. Um, eight and 10 to one, respectively. Cup eight, Chase 10 to one to have longest rush of the game. How do we feel about that? Ooh. Now, they haven't Chase, broken Chase a long one here. Yeah. I haven't decided yet, but I thought that one was kind of interesting. Sorry, Joe. G. No, good. I think Cup's a little quicker off the edge, but boy, Chase does break tackles, right? He just he, he can get in the open field and just blow through a safety. Those are fun. Nick Costas, you better your bet with Ken Barkley. Listen, three to seven every day right here on the BetQL Network. Nick was on the Roma guest line. Get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. 
Go to GetRoma.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoma.com slash BetQL. Lightning bets next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.